Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wouldn't it be great to have a marriage without friction? But we all know what it's like to bump heads as a couple. And so today's topic, we're diving into how to reduce relational friction. Yes, and welcome to the Marriage in Transition podcast with Sean and Lynette Reed. And we're helping couples succeed in every season. And what is success, you ask? Well, it's a healthy couple creating a legacy. And so if you like what you hear today, we ask that you subscribe and share. Well, we like to bring a new show each week, and we invite you to subscribe today to Marriage in Transition with Sean and Lynette Reed so you never miss an episode. So let's Let's go. go. So psychologists coined the concept of negative bias, which in a nutshell says that negative experiences carry more weight than positive ones, right? Mm -hmm. So negative friction lingers from one situation to the next season. And this is why poorly navigated transitions create cycles of friction that really follow us into the Mm -hmm. future. But here's the thing. Truth is, flowers help. Dates are great. And all the gestures of care are really needed in a marriage. And in most relationships, there are more positive experiences than negative. Okay, It's not all bad. Right. It's not all bad. But that one negative argument can really set a couple back and almost zero out the good because we're so impacted by the negativity. Dang, that's jacked up. Right. And so every negative comment or gesture, it cancels out all the good, Mm -hmm. right? And so an argument published by David Stewart on Our Everyday Life, he cites the following causes of friction. Okay. And we kind of hit a lot of these. Yeah, we've experienced a whole lot of these within our marriage. A lot of these. Okay, so number one, intolerance to each other's habits. So Mm. smoking or drinking or a lack of general cleanliness in one partner. Gotta take that bath, boo. Can be annoying and frustrating, (laughs) right? And so I take baths, but, you know, I was really big on a clean house. Mm -hmm. And that was really big for me. Yeah, it got on my nerves. Yeah. I mean, I wanted a clean house, y'all. So everybody out there in listening land understand that, yeah, I like clean house too, but she wanted perpetually clean. I did. I still do. All right. Okay. The second one is conflicts over sharing domestic responsibilities. Who's going to do what by when? That's it. Like, Mm -hmm. why do I always have to do the dishes Mm -hmm. or take out the trash? Because that's a woman's job. Right. Yeah. You know? Okay. Number three, (laughs) unwillingness to make compromises. Mm. Right. So, for instance, it wouldn't help uh, the relationship if you're always busy with work and you refuse to take some time to spend with your spouse. Right. All of that. So you're just kind of stuck in your way, doing things your way rather than negotiating. And then number four, physical intimacy. This one's big. Yeah. Yeah. This one's real big because you have to understand what your spouse's preference is. And the truth is, you really want to know, are you being sensitive to their needs, you know, during those intimate moments, Mm. those those intimate fellowships? Are you getting a high and they're always getting a low? Oh, 
man, that would be a bad exchange. <laughs> and so we're going to keep it real with y'all. We know what this life is all about. Uh, for 23 years, we've been going through a lot of these, right? Mm-hmm. And there are several challenges that we have to overcome and that we had to overcome. Man, incompatible personalities lead to clashes. Oh, that was that was really big for us. Yeah, for about a good five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty-three years. Um, and then there's 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 that overall lack of understanding one another, mm-hmm. like just not seeing the other person's perspective. And I think one of the biggest things that we talk about in marriage and transition is a lack of empathy. Yeah, where um, you're so into your world and pain that you just you know, you're, you're defending your position yeah. and your wounded heart, which leads to us being a little cold and callous towards our spouse. Well, you know what? But also, I would say, going back to a lack of understanding of one another, we're so caught up with the way we were raised or how we were brought up that we automatically assume that everyone else thinks the same they were, were thinking yeah. or this is the way that it has to be done. Mm-hmm. And so different cultures, different backgrounds plays a really big part into your everyday life in your marriage. Yeah. So when you put all of that together, what you end up with is this. You have those incompatible personalities, which then leads to clashes. You got a lack of understanding as a result of those clashes, which leads to a lack of empathy because we all up in our feelings. Mm-hmm. And then that leads to poor communication. And that's due to that negativity bias that we talked about earlier. And that's adding insult to injury, yeah. right? Because, so because of cycle? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a continuous cycle where now... Um, every time something bad happens, it's literally, um, it's so toxic within our psyche that we're thinking to ourselves that it's always bad, Mm. right? And your spouse is not always bad. Come on, Um, give them some credit. Yeah, there's some good. I'm telling you. But when you're in your feelings, I promise you, uh, all it takes is that little bitty spark in the next day. And it reminds you of all the fires from the previous days. Mm -hmm. And so what do you do if you're stuck in this spot of relational friction? And this is going to seem so weird, but it really did help us within our marriage. We have to know our spouse's top five strengths. Game changer. Okay. So for those of y'all who don't know, we love Strengths Finders. Um, and Strengths Finders helps you understand um, how your personality is wired, the yep. way that you think, and um, your unique ways of being able to contribute to your relationship. Um, and so to talk about ours for a second. You have restorative belief, context, ideation, and connectedness. Yeah, and then Sean has focus, learner, belief, individualization, futuristic. Individualization. Individualization. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who knows how to say that word? Individualization. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you why this is important. Now, for some of y'all who were listening, um, if you're familiar with strengths, you understood context okay Mm -hmm. uh for those of y'all who are not think about it she thinks about everything in the in the context (laughs) of where it originated okay so she's always kind of looking back and trying to find the pieces of the puzzle and she also has connectedness um and when you combine that all together with restorative she always trying to fix something which means she was trying Wait, to. Why you say it like that? Because it's the truth. So she always trying to fix something. She was trying to fix me. Y'all hear uh, you trying to like put me out there? <laughs> Just okay. Your time coming. And so what had happened was <laughs> she would. We would talk about the future because I'm futuristic. Right. 
and I have beliefs. So I believe that everything I see about the future is true. Everything. That's right. And I'm a learner. So I research how to best build the future. So I'm talking about the future and she's stuck in the past and she would just bring up things. And and so we had this huge clash within our relationship friction where I'm trying to move the family forward. And I just felt like she kept trying to pull us back to the past. OK, OK, OK. So you was you know talking about my context. Let's talk a little bit about your futuristic since you brought it up. It's a gift. So it is a gift, I will say. That's right. But in Sean having futuristic, what he would do in the past and still does sometimes is he would actually kind of know the future, uh, not in a prophetic sense all the time, but just really being able to sense, you know, where should we go? What should we do? Just really have a good feeling on decision making and, you know, all that good stuff. I follow my gut. But what he would do (laughs) is sometimes... His gut led him wrong. He had some bad pizza the night before or something. What? And so he would make a decision or he would want to go in a certain decision. And I would be thinking about, okay, five years ago, we made the same decision and it brought us here down a road that we didn't want to go down. I'm like, let the past go, woman. It's time to move on. And I'm like, we need to learn from the past so that we can be successful in our future. Can I get an amen out there? Right. Okay. Yeah. Here's why this is real big. Okay. Because I want to make sure that you guys get this in the context of your relationship. When I saw my perspective, it was as like Lynette said earlier, it was from my worldview. It was the way that I believed uh, things should revolve around us. And I was right. And from her perspective, <laughs> her perspective was also right. Yep. And that problem, uh, the the real friction and tension kicks in where we're now fighting to be right instead of trying to learn and grow from the other person's perspective. The gift that God gave you in your spouse must be valued. Yeah, They bring value uh, to your decision making. They, they bring value to um, everything from the bedroom to how you all spend your money. Like, let them contribute. Let them have a voice. Um, and that takes humility to say that you don't know it all. But every point of friction within your relationship is an opportunity for you all to grow. And that is so unique. And so wherever you find tension, you can either remain offended by it. You can be a victim and you can you know, remain trapped by how you feel about the circumstance, or you can see it as a growth opportunity and say, okay, if we're facing friction in this area, it's a place where our beliefs are clashing. It's a place where there may be some hurt. And in order to get healed of the hurt, you have to grow in your understanding. And so to reduce friction in your marriage today, you need to process why their area of of frustration is really irritating you. Okay. So before you go on, Mm -hmm. all that you just said, I just had this one word just kind of going through my brain and it was maturity. Mm. If you want to reduce friction or uh, like you said, tension, I mean, because you can't avoid it, Mm -hmm. but you can manage it properly. Um, But I just heard the word maturity. So it really takes a mature person to be able to process everything that you're about to go through. Yeah, Mature people are willing to pause to process what's going on and they don't jump to conclusions. Uh, They're not trying to fact fight. 
uh, because they realize that that doesn't really work. It just it, it you know another way you can say it is can you articulate and not escalate escalate mm, you know put that on a t shirt yeah that's pretty good yeah. um, articulate what you're thinking articulate what you're feeling um, which means the other person needs to give a little bit they need to be willing to actually mm-hmm. pause to listen and be mature yeah. and say you know what again I don't know it all. My personality, the the thing I love about strengths, again, and we're always trying to point you to a resource, something that's tangible and practical that you can actually do to help grow and, and empower yourself and empower your spouse. The thing we love about strengths is it highlights your spouse's giftedness to where you can say, okay, this is the way that they approach seeing circumstances, or this is the way they even approach um, serving me, you know, and once you can understand them, maturity says I'm seeking understanding. I'm trying to grow and learn more about who you are so I can better serve you. Right. And so when you begin to, you know, have meaningful discussions, you can begin to articulate and not escalate. Yeah. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So before you go into, because I know you're about to go into how we can process, yep. I want to keep you guys and uh, want to keep you guys, or I want to let you guys know that we actually have a resource. It's called Strength Based Marriages, and so make sure you get that on Exo Marriage. Make yeah, sure Strength Based Marriage is good stuff, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's here's a challenge to give to you guys. If if chores are the areas where you're being hung up on, you need to plan how you're going to share the chores. Right. And if somebody has like a core belief that says, oh, that's only for that person to do, that has to be, you know, brought to the table to where we can say, you know what, maybe in 1900, that was the way <laughs> that it was done. But as of right now, not today, <laughs> not today. Um, and if you're unable to stick to your responsibility due to sudden work schedule changes or other reasons, make sure that you own your part in your commitment that you made to your spouse and explain yeah. to them. But don't leave it hanging, you know, uh, to where they're sitting there waiting on you to do something and they're expecting you to come through on your end. You said you were going to do it. You did not do it. And you also weren't accountable. Mm-hmm. That's like a bad spot to be in. And so if past disappointments are now preventing you from making a deeper commitment, you need to open up to your partner about those feelings that you have within your relationship. Yeah. And if you're having those feelings and, you know, you guys are having an argument and it's really getting heated or you're just within yourself, you're just very frustrated. There are two things that I would ask is, is this something that you can let go? Like, is this, did they just make a temporary mistake? Is this just a moment of weakness for them? Um, or even just a moment of growth and you can just kind of bypass it. But if it's something that, man, you're thinking about every single day, every time you see them, um, every time they do something similar to what they did or say it's a trigger, then, yeah, you definitely need to talk to your spouse. But then also, are you on the edge? Um, are you on edge in areas outside of your relationship? In other words, mm-hmm. You know, is it just a tense moment at work? Is it a tense moment within your family? You know, because there are times in, in our family where we had a lot going on 
And so that tension was brought into the house and we, there was no um, offense towards one another, but it was just a very yeah, tough, you're already stressed. stressful ba- season. Basically, if you upset at the world already, your spouse is basically the pillow that you're punching to release your energy. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's, that's tough for them. That's a tough predicament for them to be in. Right? right. And so that's, you don't have an offense. You're just in a tough season or you mm-hmm. know a stressful season. So take a break, take a vacation, um, do a family outing or a date night. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to go back to the, something you can learn to let go. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it's really important for us to have a space of grace within our relationships. If your spouse feels like they're they have to be perfect in order to please you, uh, that's a that's a difficult home to live in. Um, When we think of grace within our relationships, I like to look at it like, how is it that God, who's perfect, he's holy? You know, how is he able to maintain a relationship with imperfect, unholy, you know, Mm -hmm. vow breaking commitment? unkeeping people you know what i mean <laughs> we make mistakes and yet he doesn't kick us out his family yeah and he doesn't treat us less than he has this unconditional love yeah where he's committed to be who he is relationally to us regardless to the fact that we drop the ball and we don't always uphold our end and somebody's like well yeah but that's god but then god comes and he commands us to love like he does meaning he can help you to love your spouse like that. And so if you're at a point where you're finding it really difficult to love them because they're just getting on your last nerve, the relational friction is high. The tension is high. It just feels toxic. Listen, you you can either become a victim of circumstance mm-hmm. or you can take authority in your home and say, you know what? I'm going to love like God loves. Yeah. And we're going to get some help. Yeah. We're going to do all the things. But at the same time, I won't allow my life to be led by someone else's failures. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to be a person that's spirit led. I'm going to be a person that's led by the type of values that I hold in my life, as opposed to being led by every, you know, situation that continues yeah. to rise up. And I'm just reactive in life. There's no anchor in that. I would say reactive in life, but then also you don't have to, you don't have to live in a shell. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to be timid. You shouldn't be quiet around your spouse. You shouldn't um, be afraid to speak up or to speak your mind. And so, you know, again, going into the personality clashes, sometimes you can have one that's a little more dominant and then one that's a little more passive, Mm -hmm. but that passive one, and I was that passive one, that passive one has to be willing to step up and say, Hey, I can't, I love you. And, and I want our marriage to work and succeed, but I got to be me mm-hmm. in this and I have to be willing to step up, step out and talk about those things. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I really encourage you guys to get that strength based marriage resource. Yeah. Uh, to that point uh, that you just made for that person who is the more dominant one, mm-hmm. because that's that's me all day long. You have to create a safe space for your spouse to open up to you. Um, I like debate by nature. Really? Yes. Um, in fact, I, I actually like arguing. I like debates. I would probably, you know, love to be a debate champion or a defense lawyer because I just, I love it. It's something and I just it. look at it and I, I just been thinking to myself like, why? Because just, I, I, I like competing thoughts and I like actually <laughs> finding holes in people's, you know, arguments and reasonings. And so I like to find, that's not cool though. When you talk with your spouse, <laughs> <laughs> leave that outside. <laughs> and so 
you know, basically you make your spouse out to be your enemy and they they they're going to be intimidated and worse off is like you said, they're a shell of themselves. And so if you actually want them to feel safe around you, then you have to change your tone. You have to make sure that you're not seeking to fact fight and argue uh, because you're shutting down a major part of who they are. And really, you're in the, the relationship to help bring out the best in who they are. And one of the ways that you do that is by creating a safe atmosphere where they can be vulnerable and they can open up. And so make sure that you listen to hear them when they do finally speak, because they've been thinking about it probably for a long time. Yeah. And when they do speak, make sure that you listen to hear and not to respond. Don't finish their sentences. Don't even rush them. Give them the awkwardness of being able to express themselves and to get it out over time. Um, but make sure that you're not... Uh, being harsh or cold hearted towards them or mean spirited, uh, because basically you're shutting down the best of who they are, yeah. which means that your marriage is not the best of what it could be. OK, wow. so um, we're going to do a rapid fire round real quick with our strengths, because I want you all to see how our brains work <laughs> when it comes to our strengths. OK, we didn't practice these. No, we didn't practice this. So uh, first word that comes to mind um, in my strength um, futuristic. Honestly, leaving everybody behind. <laughs> Sean is gone. He has left the building. I, I I will go into the future. And when I'm in the future, y'all, it's like I exist there. I literally yeah. can walk around in the room and I'm cool. Yeah. But I, I've learned over time to go there and find my way back to cast vision better. Um, I have to become a better vision caster to help everybody else see where I'm going. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. My top strength is restorative. Um, we got to fix it and make it efficient. Okay. Yes. Okay. That That's her all day long. It's all about grabbing the system and making it efficient. Make it efficient. Let's, let's get it done. Get it working right so we can move on to the next thing. Okay. I'm going to give you one more. Focus. Sean is not ignoring you. <laughs> He's not. And 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 he has this facial expression that's like, I'm in the zone. <laughs> and to the outward, it's like, is he upset? Is he mad? Nope. He is just focused. So he's not mad. Mm -mm. Yeah. You, you need a shirt that just says, I ain't mad. <laughs> I should. I should do that. I actually should. <laughs> I ain't mad. Okay. And my, I would say belief. Oh man, if it's if it's not about purpose, she ain't about that life, y'all. I ain't about that life. Um, it it has to be once she believes in that thing, she will defend it to the death. Um, she is fully committed, and it's a part of her whole reality. Yeah, it's yes. it's serious. <laughs> you know me. Oh, uh, I feel seen. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Subscribe wherever you listen and please leave us a review because we love your feedback. Yeah. You can submit your questions at exomarriage.com forward slash transition. And you can follow us on IGFB at Sean and Lynette. Or you can check out some of our videos at exomarriage.com or Life with Sean and Lynette on YouTube. Until next time, remember, your marriage can succeed in every season. Peace.